Hello, fellow streakers. This is Jeff and Jamie, and we're with you again on another streaking podcast. We have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Luke Zarato. I've got to tell you just quickly the story of how I met Luke. He posted a very brave post on LinkedIn, and we're going to talk to him about it today, about being five years, 60 months, or 1,825 days sober. And the conversation that I had with him, I just basically say that he is a super streaker. So we're excited to have him with us today. What do you say, Jamie? Let's get streaking. Yes, let's do this. Luke, we're so excited to have you on. This is great. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and giving me a chance to, to share my story with the audience. Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. Well, to let's let's just get started with that. One of the things that you should know about our audience, Luke, is that they are into consecutive consistency. That's what streaking is all about. And when I saw your story on LinkedIn, I was immediately drawn to it and just reached out to you because I think you had a lot of bravery to post this. And we're going to get into some of that. But why don't you just give us a little bit of your story, your backstory, what led to the post that that we got to and you know wherever you want to go from there and Jamie and I we'll just have a conversation about it yeah absolutely so I mean just just touching on your your point there about the post right um so at that time it, it was you know a few months ago and it was five years right so I, I hit the five-year mark and I, and I knew that that was a you know pretty big deal right um I was obviously super proud of of myself and I knew I wanted to to share my story a little bit um up until that point other than, you know, family, close friends, um, nobody really knew, right? I wasn't vocal about it. And when that when that five year mark was coming, was approaching and I was thinking to myself, okay, I think it's it's time to, to share my story a little bit. So, you know, I'm a pretty private person as it is. So so just even doing these kinds of things is a little crazy for me. Um, you know, I have, you know, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, but all my accounts were private. Um, I had to you know authorize or accept you as a friend to share. So I knew I wanted to share to my, you know, my, 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 my circle. Um, but then I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to, you know, share my story and the impact that it's had on my life, yeah. you know, with the hope of, of touching others, I said, you know, you're going to do this, right. You're going to do this big. So I did it on LinkedIn. Uh, not only did I do it on LinkedIn, but I made it public. So you didn't have to be a friend of mine to see the post. And especially in the corporate world where, you know, I, I work in, you know, corporate sales, um, it, it's, it was a very, you know, scary thing to do. Yeah. So I, I made the post, you know, I went back and forth in my mind about posting it or not. Uh, so I made the post and, uh, it was right, it was right near bedtime. It was around the time I went to bed, literally woke up the next morning and it was just like, I, 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 I my, my jaw was to the floor, like so many messages, so many texts. Uh, it was just so overwhelming. Absolutely. And in fact, it garnered 37, more than 37,000 likes uh, and 2,071 comments. And I know I was at least one of those comments because I was congratulating you on what it was that you did. That and I don't fantastic. know, Jeff, if we clarified what the five years was for. Yeah. So we talked about the post, but this is five years of, of sobriety. And that's Correct. when you five years, 60 months of, of nothing. No drinks. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. So, so that explains why that would be why why there's some trepidation there to share that, yeah. especially when you talk about sharing it on LinkedIn to exactly. the world, to the exactly. world. Exactly, and uh, you know, I, I'm actually like having gone through that and, and just like sharing and just being so you know open about it. I mean, it, it's sort of you know, I mean, it's, it's brought me to, to here today. It, it it's made me feel in a weird way. It's not that we need you know acceptance 
or validation from from anyone, but it, it actually felt it felt really good to know that what I was talking about, what I was sharing was impactful to a lot of people that would not necessarily talk about that, right? They, mm-hmm. It's a very private conversation for a lot of people. For me, five years, I never told anyone other than, you know, the people closest to me. So it's about breaking the stigma. I mean, that's that's why I'm on this show today. That's why I made the post. And that's why it's, it's almost given me this, this voice where I, I'm, I'm confident and I want to share because I know just receiving the messages you mentioned, right? A lot of comments and stuff, the amount of people that have written me directly, um, you know, it's, it, and sharing, uh, being so vulnerable and sharing their amazing stories. Yeah. It just made me, made me realize on how important of a topic uh, this really is. Yeah. So let's, let's go back just a little bit. If you don't mind, what was it that prompted you to get on the sobriety wagon to say, you know what, this is enough. What were some of the, what's yeah. some of the backstory to this? And then we can get into more of what's happened since then as you've, yeah. as you've done that. So, you know, my story is, um, so I, I'm half, half Italian, half French Canadian. Right. Two cultures that, you know, enjoy being very, very social, you know, eating good food, having company, you know, all those wonderful things. So I grew up in a household where, uh, you know, being very social it was normal. Right. Like, you know, alcohol, celebrating life. It was very normal. It was a very normal thing up for a young age. So I was it was, I was exposed to it early. Yeah. And that was a, in a good sense, in the sense that, you know, when I would be out at a party, uh, let's say in my early teens and there would be alcohol, it, it wasn't new to me. So, it, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't really struggle with alcohol. I'm being honest up until probably my, my you know, early, early thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a while. Right. Yeah. And my story isn't, um, it isn't, you know, something, you know, I've been reading up on different stories or people sharing their stories. I mean, for me, it's, I didn't, you know, I, I during my time drinking, right. I always, I always had a job. Um, I, I, you know, I, I found a way to um, kind of block that, you know, sort of things that you would expect for, from someone who's struggling with alcohol. Like from the outside, I'm sure a lot of my friends, people reach out to me, like, look, I had no idea yeah. that you struggled because I, I, I kept it, uh, I kept it private, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I had a job. I was, you know, I, I'd find ways to, to work out. I usually had a, a girlfriend, which would fall apart as a result, and. Um, you know, from the outside, I looked like I had it together for the most part, but in the inside, um, you know, mentally my confidence, you know, if I didn't have that alcohol in that social situation, uh, I I would just, you know, I would not be, I would not be what others expected me uh, to be. So, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I realized quickly, or I should say the opposite, it took me a while to realize, but when I did make that realization that things needed to change, uh, I mean, I I I, I went, uh, you know, uh, two, two steps in, I jumped right into it. I didn't, okay. uh, you know, I, I did it on my own, um, and I and I just and I knew that I needed uh, to make change. Uh, you know, it just wasn't sustainable the life I was having. Yeah. So as you looked at that, then did you have a question, Jamie? Did you have a no, thought? No, I just thought it was interesting that you said that without the alcohol you couldn't be what people expected you to be so there was this this outward pressure whether whether that you felt that there was this expectation to act a certain way and you didn't feel that you could be that way unless right. you had alcohol to help with that right yeah and, and again f- for me my, my story uh, you know i wasn't a daily drinker 
Um, I never drank. Uh, I never drank on my own, frankly. But for me, okay. I had, I had a lot of, uh, you know, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I kind of created this, you know, I, I have a lot of energy, you know, I always, I always had a lot of energy. So when I would mix it with alcohol, it would, I would just, I find I was kind of molding myself into this character that people ex- sort of expected of me, you know, this mm-hmm. life of the party uh, type person, you know, quickly, you know, halfway through the night would be standing on a table or on a chair, making an impromptu speech, uh, usually very <laughs> pretty inappropriate, getting a lot of laughs. Right. Uh, right? Yep. People love being around me, right? They're like, look, you're so much fun. You have so much energy. You, you bring out the best like in people. And, and uh, it's funny to, to hear those comments now. It's like, no, no, I didn't. Because all these friends that love being around me, you know, uh, enjoy my company in these situations, they did not see that, you know, that dark side uh, right. that alcohol brought out in me and, and, mm-hmm. and the inconsistencies that alcohol brought out in me, like even my closest friends, they, they didn't really see that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what, when I was like, okay, you know, th- this can't sustain itself. Um, right. you know, change needs to happen. Yeah. And the amount of courage it takes when, when you're looking at it thinking, okay, by changing this, I'm, I'm, I'm having to let go of all those things that other people think of me and expect of me and just be true to who who I want to be, not yeah. to who everybody thinks that I should be. In those social settings where you get all of that, the accolades and the praise for whatever, but then that all goes away and, and yeah. you're left with what's left over. And that, and that really was the hardest part for me. That really was the hardest part, right? So I, I knew that I, I, I knew it wasn't sustainable, right? Um, just, just, just the lows that I would have, you know, anyone who drinks, you know, they know the hangovers can be tough, but for me, it was, it was different. It was, it was like, the, the, like I would like the day after I, I would, I would black, I blacked out a lot. Like I was the kind of drinker that would be in that sort of social situation and be that, you know, fun guy. But then I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to stop. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I would, I, I would drink until either I passed out. Uh, or I blacked out. Um, and a lot of times I needed, you know, friends, friends to bring me home and take care of me, or otherwise I probably wouldn't have made it home. So a lot of my mornings would be like waking up, just like, what did I do? What did I say? And just, and just full of embarrassment. Right. Um, and I just, I was just sick and tired of having that, that feeling. And I knew in my mind, you know, in my early thirties, I knew in my mind that I wanted to be a father one day. I knew in my mind that I wanted to be in a strong, you know, sustained, strong relationship, consistent relationship. And alcohol was not providing uh, that for me. So that was my, my big why, right? Um, and that's what drove me. Uh, and that's what really helped me in those kind of darker times or the, the beginning, you know, those social situations where I had to adapt and, you know, I had to find myself again. I had to, right. you know really, you know, it sounds a bit cheesy to say, but love myself again. I, I needed to figure out who I really was because it's so, you know, when you're in these situations and you, you know, you're drinking a lot and you're doing things that you wouldn't normally do. It, it's, it's not a, it's not a life that I wanted for myself. So yeah. I needed to change. So you say that when you decided to make that change, you went in with both feet, you jumped into the pool with both feet, you decided. And from that moment you said no more. Yeah. What that that particular moment when you decided that I, I'm guessing that the two weeks, three weeks, four weeks after were pretty difficult, or were they? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, when I say I wanted to jump in two feet, I mean, I didn't uh, decide it. I wanted to be sober and I was successfully, uh, you know, here I am today. There, there was a lot of uh, ups and downs in the process. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, um, like when I when I finally realized, OK, Luke, it, you know, you're ready to, to, to make some changes here. You're, you're going to seek help. You're going to do all those things you know, that you can, you know, that you, that you need to do. But at first I was almost fooling myself in the sense that I would be able to drink, uh, you know, control my drinking, mm-hmm. right. Monitor my drinking, you know, I'm French and Italian. How am I going to be around my family? Right. Uh, my, my closest friends, like, you know, they, they drink wine with every meal. Like they're very social. How am I going to do that? So I was really fooling myself, um, for a while where, you know, I, I thought I could control my drinking. So I went to therapy, right? First thing I did is I said, okay, you, you, you're not going to do this on your own. So I went to therapy. And uh, one of the therapists, the therapist I was working with for, for a bit there, we were monitoring my drinking. We we're finding a way to limit my drinking, right? She had me do things like, you know, write down on a piece of paper before I would go to a social situation, how I'm feeling, you know, some of the per- potential triggers that I would have, you know, basic things like, Drink water in between your drinks. Make sure you have a full stomach. Uh, you know, three should be kind of the max for the night. Like all these things. And you know what? For for for, for some of the nights, for I want to say almost for most of the nights, it worked out okay. Like it, it worked out fine. I was able to, you know, I checked in with myself. I would, you know, do all the things, and and then I'd go back to the session and explain. Oh wow, this was me. But then there would just be that maybe. I don't know, two out of 10 or three out of 10 uh, nights um, where it, it would not work that way. I would not control it. And mm-hmm. it, it just, and I found that I, I kept kind of slipping back into it. And it was just like, wow, like this isn't working. This is not working. And, and then I was just frustrated. Uh, I was frustrated. So I actually, after one bad night, I, I said, you know what, look, you know, maybe you should see someone else, like call another uh, psychologist and uh, therapist um, and, uh, and and start fresh. So I said, you know what, maybe it's time to start fresh. So that's exactly what I did. Um, it was right around the holidays. Um, and um, I, it was, uh, you know, whatever it was, a, a snowy morning. And I, and I went on Google and Googled, you know, a therapist in Toronto where I live and mm. And I found someone who had good reviews and I, and I actually saw him within a couple hours from, from oh, wow. making that original reach. I was like, I, I need, so I went to see him. We, we chatted a couple sessions and, um, and again, I was sort of under the same thought process. Hey, I can control, I can control this. I can do this. Yeah. Um, you know, I have the will and I got the goal and I, you know, want to be a dad and I, you know, I want to be all these things so I can control my drinking. And so he looked at me in a way that, I mean, he, he spoke to me so directly and my other therapist ne- never did that. And frankly, no one has ever really done that. They just looked, felt like they were talking through to my soul, basically said, Luke, you cannot be drinking again. And just the way he said, how he said it. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, no. And again, I was like, you know, I'm, this is my culture. Like we're used to these things. I went back in the car that day after the session and I just bawled my eyes out. Wow. I cried by myself in the car in the parking lot for a good while because I knew he was right. I wow. knew, yeah. I knew that for me, and again, I'm not, you know, I'm not preaching sobriety on anybody, right? If you can handle your booze, I wish I could do that. 
all the power to you. Please continue to drink responsibly and have fun. But for me, right, I've gotten to know myself and just, just, I kind of simplify it in my brain. I say blood, uh, sorry, alcohol does not mix with my blood. That's it. Yeah. it it's almost like I say to myself, I have an allergy to alcohol. If you have an yeah. allergy to peanut butter, right? And you, and you used to love peanut or whatever. Your friends love peanut butter. Are you going to have peanut butter? No, it's no. not good for you, right? right? But for me, alcohol is just, I'm allergic to alcohol. Like once I could say that so simply like that, it just, I'm actually getting the goosebumps a bit just talking mm-hmm. about this because I've, I actually haven't really shared, you know, talked out loud all that much about, about this. Like this is, you know, so it actually feels good to just kind of like really open up here. But, um, so we feel it too, by the way, yeah. I, yeah. I'm feeling so, this is such a powerful story. I think there's a couple of things that are really neat about what it is that you're sharing, Luke. And one of them is when you have someone that will look straight at you and be direct and say what you need to hear that is a powerful moment in anyone's mm-hmm. life. And in your life where the, where the therapist just looked at you and said, I don't think you understand. You cannot drink again. That hit right to the truth of your soul that you said, 100%. that's that's where I'm at. And, and I as you were, like, yeah, go ahead, Jamie. Just, Sorry. I was going to say, as you were searching for that truth, I, I love that you're like, I knew he was right. I, I, I knew yeah. that he was right. Because, you know, like I'm thinking about, you know, the other therapist and, she was very qualified, a lot of great reviews and, you know, everyone has their style, but for me, I needed that. I needed that like really direct approach and maybe for some it wouldn't work, but, you know, I think about a lot of my, you know, my closest friends, right. They, they knew I, they knew I, I was struggling. And these are, these are things that I would talk about, you know, I, you know how many times I would say, you know, I'm I wake up after a bender of a night or whatever, a tough night. And I'd say, you know what, I'm never drinking again. Mm-hmm. I, I'm never like, I, I don't know how many times I've said that. And a lot of my friends, you know, they they were trying to help me. So they, but they didn't want to hurt my. Maybe they didn't right. want to hurt my feelings by being so real and just so direct, because mm-hmm. you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Right. But having this person that I don't know at all, this this therapist, just look at me in the eyes like that, and and who who deals with this on on like on a regular basis. This is what he does. It just gave me that. Um, it, it just gave me that feeling that. Oh my God, we're like you're allergic to alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. So let me move move forward a little bit here. Yeah. So we had that great conversation, right? I, I really, you know, innately looked in myself and I, you know, knew I wanted to do the change and I, I kind of had a bit more confidence in that. So he sent me to group therapy. Mm. Yeah, he sent me to group therapy, and uh, that going through group therapy between the group therapy. And and I, and because we continued our, our our journey together, but the group the group therapy really uh, really put things in perspective uh, for me. And by perspective, I mean I don't know if he did it uh, on purpose. I th- I'm pretty sure he did, but he put me in a group that was um, like in, in a group that was very advanced uh, in, in this struggle, right? With with uh, with, uh, with alcohol and drugs. Wow. So I was I was in I was in a group, I don't know, there were ten or twelve that were very advanced. Okay. So I I looked, you know, I I was probably the only one that didn't have visibly uh, you know, bags under their eyes or, mm. you know, s- scratches or scars or cl- like like you know, I, I 
I really felt walking there. I'm like, whoa, like I did not. Their struggle that. had I, affected their physical oh, yeah. appearance so much. Okay. Big time. And, and that's, just, it was interesting, right? Like I look, I looked like this you know, normal guy, but I was suffering as much as these people on the inside mentally. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter how, how you look. And that's the thing. It's like, you, you can't judge someone by how they look or how they talk. It's like, there's so much more there. So that, that I would park that for a second. But so going in that room with these people and, and, and just hearing their stories and it just made me realize. And I said to myself, um, I remember saying to myself, like, look, this is rock bottom. Like these people in this room and myself included are, 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 or I almost separated myself a bit in a way. I don't know to make myself feel better. I almost separate, like, like they were rock bottom. I was not quite right, but I was close. And you I were said to just myself, above rock bottom. I was just above <laughs> rock bottom. Right. But so that's the thing. It's like, I didn't need to hit, like, I didn't need to get fired from my job. I didn't need to, you know, have these traumatic experiences I mean, some could argue they, you know, my stories are traumatic, but we don't need to get into that right now. But um, I just, I just going through that session, hearing those stories, and it just made me realize that, look, if you don't make change, you know, this, this, this could very well be you. This is on the course that you're heading. This and, is your trajectory. Uh, it was scary. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. It was very, very scary. So was it in that group uh, therapy or was it, is that when the streak started as far as, as no more drinking? Was it at that point or had it started before then or after then? So it had started. Okay. I had started. I had started yeah. because I, um, I, cause it was right on Chris. It was, right on, it was right just after, uh, Christmas that I saw this. Uh, yeah. So I was, yeah, I had already, I was, I was sober. Yeah. I had, I wasn't drinking at all. Yeah. So by that point it had only been like, let's say a week, two weeks, three weeks. It was very early, uh, in my sobriety. And um, it was it was that uh, frankly perfect timing, right? Because the beginning, you know, anyone I talk to who's reached out to me, or um, and they're asking, you know, questions, and I, and I, and I love sharing. So I feel like it maybe help a little bit or give give a, some perspective. Is uh, the beginning is the hardest part, one hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the first year it, it is hard, and uh, I mean, maybe some of your listeners are are curious, right? They're called sober curious. So, you know, they've been mm-hmm. talking about it, you know, either with friends or by themselves. They've, they've been sort of interested. They don't know. Right. But, um, it's, uh, th- that first, that first, like deciding is a huge moment. Yeah. It's such a pivotal moment, right. To have that strength to decide you, you need to change. Then the yeah. strength to actually follow through with it and, and implement mm-hmm. some changes. Cause it's, you know, changes are naturally going to come. You're probably going to have you know, I had to have friends that I really couldn't hang around with anymore that didn't necessarily bring up my best. So I had to kind of cut those ties. Um, but uh, kind of finding yourself in this journey is hard. Luke, I struggled. I, 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 oh, I'm just so impressed with the courage that it's that it's taken you to. And I, I don't know if you saw it that way, but from the outside looking in, I just see the courage to make those decisions because friends are friends. They're, they're people who you enjoy and enjoy hanging out with. And when you make a change at the core that you did, that takes a, a just a huge amount of courage. Yeah, I mean, I agree. yeah, I guess I never really um, 
thought of it like like courage like that, that sounds great it's a great word but for me I, I didn't really look at courage like I, I didn't look at it as I, I'm being brave no it's I'm, t- I'm I'm prior like to simplify this whole thing right here it's I'm prioritizing myself I'm doing what's important to me uh, what I need to do for myself um and that 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 translated to so many other things right like you know, again, going back to my social anxiety, I was always concerned about how other people looked at me or what, what I thought other people expected me to do, you know, be that, you know, outgoing, loud, spoken person, that, that character that I was being, that got me in trouble. Like it was all fun and game. It was all fun. It was all laughing for the first, you know, half of the night. Then this second, you know what I'm saying? So I needed to just do what was right for me. And, and yeah. So when, so going back to the group, what was the biggest impact that the group had? How did they, what is it about being a part of that group that, that added strength to what you were doing? Yeah, I think, um, I think just hearing other people's stories was, uh, was in a way kind of eye-opening and comforting at the same time. Okay. Uh, it made me feel, and it opened my eyes. Like I'll give you another quick example here. Um, we were kind of sharing around the room you know, best practice, if I remember correctly, I think the majority of the room, well, everyone was under kind of, you know, therapy of some sort group or, or part of this uh, program. But um, I believe almost everyone was was sober, I think, or or they made it actually, this is it, they made it they made one of the mandates was you could not show the class or or the session uh, under the influence of anything. Okay. Um, So we were kind of talking about how we're, we're coping and adjusting and doing different things. And one of the things was I mentioned was like, oh, I downloaded this app, um, this cool app, and, and it tracks your days, you know, streaking, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about today. It, it tracks your days for you, you know, at the beginning, right? It's like, uh, you know, it's been whatever it is, uh, uh, 13 days, so many hours. So I had this app. I was like, hey, how cool is this app that it keeps track of my days? And I remember saying whatever, however many days I had, like, it's amazing. And everyone in the room looked at me. Uh, and they were kind of like, you know, uh, uh, they didn't really say much. And I quickly realized that nobody in the room had a cell phone. Oh, so I was wow, like, wow. holy smokes. Like, yeah, that, that's pretty, you know, in this day and age, it, it was pretty scary. So, yeah. so that was the one part. But then the other part is where, where I would hear their stories. And, um, you know, many I could relate to. Trust me, many I could relate to. And I was just like, and I was, I almost felt like just hearing that, I mean, it's not every day that you hear these other stories, right? Like, yeah, my friends, I'll share and and I I was embarrassed to share. So it's a lot of it was in my head. So just to kind of hear out loud from other people. And then you, you, in a weird way, have this instant connection bond, because you know what they're going through, been through. Um, I think that uh, it, it just, it gave me that, it gave me that confidence or that, that drive that, doing what I'm doing is, is necessary and it's mm-hmm. the right thing. And just to know that I'm not like, it's, I think it's human nature. You, you don't want to be alone, feeling alone, right? Like you're the right. only one who's having these problems. This is a very common thing. And just to be in that room with people who have struggled, it, it made me feel, okay, sucks that you're here, but what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Right. This, um, and what you're talking about is one of the things we talk about in the laws of streaking, creating a community. And sometimes that community is a very small one with a very uh, small, intimate group of friends. 
And then you move to a very large community, which is a jump that you took that we're going to talk about in just a second. But I, I look at, at your path and your journey as this, this broadening community of people who you could relate with and also hear their experiences and their, and share your experiences. And that in and of itself, and I'd love to do a study as to why that gives each one of us strength, but it's, for whatever reason, it's real and it gives you that strength. Would you say that Luke? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, the community, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, I, uh, you know, a big, a big thing for me now is, you know, okay. You know, I, I I don't want to jump too much here, but for me, it's like, what, what, what have I been doing now that I've kind of, you know, changed a lot of my life and I've had all this call it free time, right? Weekends, mornings, you know, I'm not hungover. Uh, I'm not going out late, all these things. So, you know, I had to pick up a, another passion. So talking about community, right? I, 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 this, this running has become out of nowhere, a, a new passion for, for mine. So this, this community of runners, you know, I, I don't run with a lot of people. So it's not like, it's just all these people I run with, but it's these, these, these strangers that I'm meeting that are running. And I just feel that, you know, as a runner, you, you, you know, you're all equally a little crazy, but you, you, you have that <laughs> yes. connection with each other, right? You know, you're pushing right. forward and, and there's just the struggles of the run. It's like, you're feeling good and you're feeling bad and you continue pushing and then you finish and you feel amazing. And I can't wait to do it again. But in the moment you're like, I want to, I want to stop. I'm, I'm over it. I'm done. So just that community, this, this call it this new phase of my life with, with the running has just given me so much fuel and it's just helped me uh, so, so, so much. I've often felt like running is a metaphor for life. Like you can go through an entire lifetime in, in a run from, oh. from just that beginning part where you're like, this is going to be awesome. I'm amazing. Let's get going. And then sure. sometimes I have runs where I'm like, I'm not even two miles into this and I'm dying. And just the, just the things that you have to overcome both physically and mentally and emotionally on any given run on any given day is, is yeah. a lot, I feel like. And, and sometimes, and I think it's interesting too, cause there's been times that I look at it and I'm like, I've been running for a while. Why are some of this still hard? But that is, that is life. Just these unexpected things sometimes, or for no reason sometimes that you can even identify. You're like, just today's just a hard day. Yeah. But then other days, and, and I remember what really got me going running was when I had just started, I was just pushing and pushing and it just logging, just trying to get through it. And I had gone to bed and, and I had a dream. And in this dream, I was able to just run and run and run. And, and it was so amazing. And that is the dream that propelled me is I'm like, I want to feel that way sometime mm-hmm. that I can. And every now and then you get those runs where you just look at it. And you're like, wow, that was effortless. I was just able to do it. And yeah. so I feel like that's life. And then for me, I love what you said about this community of runners, because that is truly what even got me to contemplate the idea of even taking a run <laughs> was watching yeah. other people and seeing yeah what they were able to do and the way and and just this um victory this this accomplishment and and i can't ever see somebody run and not be proud of them no matter what physical state condition or anything that they're in you just look at them and you're like i'm just so proud that you're out here and i feel the same way that i would think that that would be with a sobriety community is that it doesn't matter where you are in your process look at other people and you're just like i'm so proud that you're here because i know how hard it is, the process that you're going through, and you're taking the steps, and 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 I'm proud of you, no so, matter where you are. So well said, Jamie. 
so well said. And it, and it's um, that, that, you know, where you're proud of that person, like, and you don't know them, and that, that community that that provides, yes. like in the running, in the running, like, jumping to running really quickly. I like a lot of my friends tease me a bit. They're like, Luke, you're always waving to people. I will not pass a runner impossible unless I'm totally distracted without waving. I wave to every right. single runner I pass and I love it. Right. I'm just like, I see you, you're doing your thing. I don't know anything about you, but rock on. You go. Good job. Exactly. You go high five or wave yep. everyone. And I feel that it, it picks me up. I love it. So that's the, I can go on for, about that for a long time, but the, the sobriety thing, it's, I've had these people write me, right? And, and I don't want, I'm sort of, I'm sort of downplaying how many, like there's been a lot, of, I've been like LinkedIn posts and, and just, and friends of friends, I created this, this Instagram account and I've had so many people, so many people reach out to me. And a lot of them are, you know, you know, saying that one, I've, I've been you know, thinking about it. How did you, you know, more curious, that sober curious I mentioned, but right. the other one is either they're on the journey, they're beginning, and, uh, and I, 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 yeah, like you said, being proud, I'm like, I want to help them. I feel proud. But then I find that the, the biggest common thing I see people are starting and um, they use the word only, right. Mm-hmm. They use the word only, w- w- mm-hmm. which, which limits them so much. I'm like, I've only been sober for 30 wow. days, right. five days, whatever. It is. Like when you're saying those words, you're just, you're holding yourself back. And, and that's the first thing I'll say when someone says I'm I'm sober for only because I find like everyone who's written me that's starting their journey uses the word only like, you know, when you say only it's like you shouldn't be like proud you should be almost like uh, it's just the beginning and right. I can totally relate because I felt the exact same way when I was starting my first 30 days I was like oh my god I'm just so new at this people aren't going to take me seriously um, you know. Right. They're, they're not going to offer that support because they think, oh, Luke, shut up. Like you, you've been you know, you've said to me so many times you're going to stop drinking and I may have gone a couple weeks or a month before. So this is another one of those. Um, wow. So I totally relate to, to, to you know, so to try, powerful. Exactly. To try to help yeah. and and, and um, you know, the community and just and just lifting each other up in this big time. You know, one of the things that Luke that you just said, I think is so powerful for streaking across the board whether it be with sobriety or anything that you want to do in your life. For example, I know that there are many people who who I've talked to or reached out to that have said, well, I'm only at this portion. And really they should, What? and this is what I love about the community as well, is we're celebrating anything. If it's two days, if it's seven yeah. days, if it's mm-hmm. 12 days, 15 days, we don't care. We're celebrating that you've decided to get on the path and to start going in this direction. And I think that that's, one of the areas where we look at streaking overall, be it in any area of life, it's the idea of I've started and I have this many days of the streak that's alive. And it really doesn't matter how many it is from three all the way up to 3000. It really doesn't matter. We're all, that's the other thing with the community that I hear from you, Luke, is we all celebrate together. And that's what we found overall, especially for this. You know, at first, we used to think that the the community was for accountability. Mm-hmm. And there may be some of that, but honestly, 99% of it is yeah. the celebratory part of that community where I'm celebrating with you. Because that's what, when I read your post, and by the way, just just on this post, um, you have a beautiful picture of yourself, and I'm, I'm thinking it's your daughter. 
yeah. that's on this post. Is that right? It is. Yeah, it's she's my daughter. Cute. Yeah. And she's so, I, I mean, you two are just so beautiful together. And I just, when I saw that, I was celebrating with you. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about what you did in your dark days as far as when you were drinking or any of those things. I yeah. just thought about how beautiful it is for you to be there with your daughter and taking this picture. I just, I, that's why I felt compelled to reach out. I, I just wanted to celebrate with you. Yeah. And I thought there was so much, I love what you said about the only, because nobody gets to 10 days or 60 days or a year without going through t- day two or day exactly. three. <laughs> and exactly. honestly, let's, exactly. let's, and let's be honest, so, how many times do we, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I went through day two or day five, like 15 times because I had to start over, which is also, I think, part of the process until you get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm really, I'm, I'm going to do it. And, yeah. and some things pick up faster, but I do think there's a lot of things that when we're trying to make a change in life, and I think it's any change, big changes, small changes, it takes a little bit of time to get that going and get it going and, and to stick with it. So I love the idea. Let's take out the only. And yeah, then the second I, thing, go ahead. No, I, I totally agree with you. Totally agree. Go ahead with your second thing. The second thing in talking about the community, I think that the 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 celebratory is more powerful than the accountability. I think there is, like you said, yeah. there's some level of accountability there, but often, often when we really stick to something is when we learn to be accountable to ourselves. Yeah. And often there's a mentor involved, but the true a mentor can't make you be accountable until you've decided to be accountable to yourself. Yeah, you've taken that first step, right? Yep. And once that happens, then that mentor and that community are there. But really, they're 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 celebrating with you, and there's power in that celebration. There that's is. what's so. That's the bright side of all this social media um, mm-hmm. life that we're in, and you know that's um, that we, we we know what's you know the dark side, right? Of that is you know you, you can find yourself comparing to others. Right. You know, someone's bought a new house and they're posting the house, and you're trying to get a house. That's you know you're happy for them but you know just a small example like that where you're comparing but the bright side of the kind of social media and all this being able to connect is that community that it can shape in celebrating uh you know wins or, or whatever is impactful to, to you right so that's definitely the bright side and so one, one of the other things too is um you know you know we're talking right i've been right sober five years right which is a, a very long time and it's, yeah. uh, it's you know and i've you know, I'm sort of, um, you know, over, maybe oversimplifying my story a bit, but I'm, I'm tr- you know, we only have an hour or whatever we have. But, right. you know, I, I, I want to be clear that, um, and this is a big, this is the reason why, uh, you know, I, I wanted to join your show today, um, is I, I, I know that, um, you know, just because I'm your X amount of days in or however many days, right? I still need to make that conscious decision every single day. Every single day I need to make that conscious decision that I'm not going to drink. And the pressures that are out there by through society, marketing, uh, friends, they don't even know it. Um, There's an enormous amount of pressure. So I need to choose every single day. And do you know how many times in my mind, I'll be at a restaurant with friends, I'll be a I'll be, I don't know, watching TV, the game's on. I'll say to myself, Luke, you can have a beer. You've been <laughs> sober for five years. You've proven to yourself 
that you can, you got this. Do you know how many times I have that little voice inside of my head that says, wow. look, you can have a drink today? And, um, and, and to be honest with you, sometimes, like, sometimes I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. But I just, and then I, I just, I have to stop right there. And sometimes that stopping is not as easy as just shutting it off. I, I may have to leave, a, you know, where I am. Mm-hmm. Right. If, and I, and um, that, that's I need I want to send that message. I want to say that out loud because that that's the thing that um, that that's really going to keep me, for example, keep me good mentally is is by sharing not only my helping others, I hope and I am I'm seeing the messages. I am helping others, but at the same time, by, by being you know vulnerable and open and talking about all these things is I'm helping myself. As I know that I'm helping myself, mm-hmm. um, I'm making myself feel good. And it's reminding me, hey, Luke, like what you're doing is a pretty big deal and you should be proud of yourself. And and it's giving me like that confidence. Now, in those social situations, right, I have a gathering on the weekend. I still have a part of my brain that's like, oh, man, social situation. This this is uh, how am I going to avoid this? What, what's an excuse I could say? But the other part of me is like, you know, what, Luke, you got this. Just be yourself. I don't need to stand on a table and make a speech. I don't need to be the funny, cool guy or whatever I thought I had to be. You know, I have a beautiful daughter. I have a beautiful wife. I have everything that I could ever possibly want. Just be, just be yourself. So I'll find, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm visualizing myself in this environment, kind of talking to a few people or whatever, leaving early. No big deal. Like I, I'm not here. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, be friends with everyone and be that fun person. But anyways, I just want to share, to share that with you. Just a few thoughts as I'm thinking about what you're saying is th- what you're talking to yourself about when you're talking about n- the going through each day and deciding that not drinking is an intentional decision that you make every day and the different situations that you encounter. I'm visualizing that the difference between the way that you're handling that and, and the thoughts that you had about yourself after you had been after you had been drinking and how being intentional allows you to go through this whole process, you think through it and you're like, oh yeah, I could. But in the, you're being intentional and saying, no, no, I can't. And then you're thinking, look at what I've got. Look at the life I've created. I've got a family. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got, and, and so intentional and thinking about all of the things and the decisions that you're going to make compared to when you were drinking that all the thought came afterwards, all the thought came after you had, and just that difference Mm -hmm. of being able to make that shift and recognizing the power that comes with being intentional and also recognizing that it's work, that, that it's still, but I love that it yeah. changed your whole focus shifted from all of that thought happening before and as being part of the intentional rather than the retroactive after you've done things that you wish you hadn't and thinking, Oh, I just, I found that fascinating that being intentional shift. That's kind of how you did that was shifting all of that and thinking through things much more on the front end. Mm-hmm. The intentionality of the frontal lobe, so thinking of the brain, I think of it also as that intentionality is always there and it's always work and it's what I want. I want to do that work in order to be who I who I ultimately want to be, a yep. loving father, a loving husband, a loyal father and husband, where I'm looking at, for you, Luke, looking at your child and saying, you know what, I love my daughter, I love my wife, and I'm going to be intentional about what it is I'm doing. Yeah. You know, the, um, you know, the biggest thing, you know, for, for, for me and, and, you know, maybe some, some of your viewers that are, 
you know, obviously if they've been listening for the last, whatever, 30, 45 minutes, clearly this is a topic that's, uh, you know, important to them. Um, one of the biggest things is, um, I mean, without a doubt, um, you need to do this for yourself or if you're, if you're, if you're listening for a family member that you're trying to help, right. Uh, that's, that's struggling and you, you want to offer help and that's what maybe why you're listening or, or for yourself, you need to, you need to really want to do it. They need, or you need whoever's struggling on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like if you're kind of coaching someone, you're pushing someone, okay, let's do therapy. It's going to help. Um, I mean, maybe it, it can, but most likely it's not. Um, and in order to help, or for me, again, going back to, to what worked for me is I needed to stay close to my why. Like, why, why am I implement? Like, why am why am I doing this? Like, what's mm-hmm. the reason? And like, the closer you are to your why, um, and if it's a big enough of a why for you, um, it's it, it's gonna help a ton. So, having that why, which was for me the family that I wanted. The daughter that I wanted, you know, the wife, uh, you know, the strong, you know, wife and the consistent relationship that I wanted. I mean, that was my why. And that mo- that 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 helped me a lot in, in even now in my in my moments that aren't the greatest. Right. It's mm-hmm. it, you're not you're not out of, I'm never out of the woods, unfortunately. Uh, you know, it, it's saying the, I look at it like a disease almost or an allergy, right? It, it's you're going to live with that allergy or that disease, unfortunately, for forever. So uh, but there's a lot of, you know, tougher days that are going to come. Right. Um, but staying close to your why and, and clearly, I you know, visualizing it, that that that's going to help a ton. And for me, it, it, it has too. And the other thing, too, is don't, um, you know, don't try to be a hero. Uh, don't feel like you you need to do this on your own. Right. Like yeah. sobriety is such a, a taboo thing. Being sober is such a taboo thing and, and it's tough. And, you know, maybe you can do it on your own, but just today's world, I mean, it's so much more, I mean, as much as, as, as there's peer pressure and all these things, I mean, constantly there, there's more of, of an acceptance tone I find in, in our society than there would have been, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, so leverage those resources that are out there. I mean, there's 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 a ton available out there. Uh, a lot of a lot of things that you don't necessarily need to pay and go and see a psychologist, but there's a lot of things that are out there that that, that can help you. And I think that's uh, you know that that's important to mm-hmm. to that's know is that you don't need to do it. You don't need to yeah. do it on you your own. You don't need to do it alone. Just as we uh, come to the close of our podcast here, we've really enjoyed this conversation. One of the things that I wanted to ask you is, so, so the five years come and you're deciding whether or not to make this post. I mean, that, that, that had to be a moment where you, yeah. I, I'm just curious as to your thought. Pro- you probably had to be like, should I push the button? Should I not push the button? Should well, I push the button? Should I not push the button? What, what, what led to the decision to walk us through a little bit about when you finally decided to push the button? Yeah. So I had, you know, t- we we're talking about running a little bit, right? So, you know, I picked up running and you're running, you're, you're by yourself and you, and you think a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, uh, even a few months before the five year that I was like, Holy, Holy crap. You know, your five years coming up. That's a, that's a big deal. Like just the number, something with the number five, like the five years, yeah. oh, like it's five, five is one of my favorite numbers. Yeah. A beautiful number. Right. So I, I remember thinking to myself and I was, and I'd be running and, and, uh, and I, mean, I don't know, maybe I would listen to a certain song during this moment and I would get emotional. I would run by myself and I would get emotional and how proud, you know, I lost my father in 2016. 
Um, he had prostate cancer and, um, you know, I didn't really talk about him too much, but you know, he, he amazing man, amazing father, but he, he, he struggled a little bit with alcohol too. So, um, uh, I know that, you know, in, in my run and in the, you know, thinking about this, I was like, I knew my dad would be so proud of me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it's something that I just like, I get better, I get butterflies right now when I say that. And, um, yeah. just, just knowing that he'd be proud. So, so that, that gave me a lot of excitement. And then, then to, to make the post, I mean, like, cause it's such a open, like I'm completely vulnerable, especially with right. the core. Like I find like sharing with friends, it's like, they all know you some way and it's like, whatever, cool. But like corporate world, right. Corporate sales, you know, I work for a, a, a global IT company, uh, you know, hundreds, uh, over 140,000 employees. So now all of a sudden I'm coming up, you know, on these posts with these, uh, you know, VPs, executives uh, who don't even know me. And now that now they just see me as this, uh, you know, sober, the sober guy. And, um, you know, so it, it's, you know, I, I know that not everybody is, um, is cheering. Ah, most people are cheering me on, but I know I'm sure there are some, especially in the corporate world that, you know, look at it like, why would you do that? Um, that's not professional. Um, I probably wouldn't hire you because uh, how do I know you're not going to relapse? How do I know you're not going to go back to your old? I don't know. Just all these things, right? right. But, but so that was kind of going on my mind, post or not post, right? especially especially that LinkedIn thing. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? If there's a if there's a hiring leader out there that would not look at this uh, positively and find the negative out of it, I wouldn't want to work for you anyways. I wouldn't want to be part of your, whatever you're doing. So that's so healthy to see and to look at. I mean, that is just the the healthy way to look at it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So then, so I made the post and then, um, and was actually was really cool too, which was, uh, you know, because it was right around the time that I was waiting to hear back from, from Boston, Boston marathon. So I just run a Boston, I just had run a marathon and um, I was, trying to qualify for Boston. And I had a, a time that qualified me, but I wasn't sure what the cutoff and all these things. And when I got the, the, the announcement or the, the confirmation that I was accepted to Boston, I'm running in April in a couple months. Congratulations. Um, I, oh, that I, is I awesome. I cannot believe that. Um, but when I got the announcement that I was going to make it, I was obviously extremely emotional and just, and it just happened to be right at that magical five year sobriety. So wow. I was like, Holy crap. Like I, like, you know, I, 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 sh- I wanted to share the news with the boss with Boston and this the sobriety. It was like a perfect time. It was like the two, it's like my worlds were coming together. It's like, I would not have qualified for Boston if I was drinking. Let's be right. honest. There's yeah. no way. And heck, I, I was always a pretty athletic guy. I played a lot of sports, even as a, as a drinker, but there's no way, no way I would have been able to, to have done that. So having them, the two come together, you know, thinking about how, how just like proud I was of myself, you know, thinking about my dad. Uh, and I was like, you know what, it's, it, it's time for you to just, to just push this message out uh, and share my story and, and just in, in hopes of, you know, helping others uh, along the way. And I know that it would, that it would give me, give me kind of that, um, that, that feeling too, that, that would help keep me, keep me strong and, and, and keep me clean. Absolutely. Wow. What a, what a motivational, fantastic, wonderful experience and story. And, and it continues today. And Luke, 
Jamie and I have certainly enjoyed, it's been a privilege for us really to be able to talk to you and that you would take the time and be vulnerable and to come on. I just wanted to share with all of our listeners a couple of things that really stood out to me. One, when you have someone that will speak the truth to you, cherish that. Really take it in and say, you know what, I, I, I sometimes need the hard truth. The second thing that I heard is, this fantastic celebratory community that you get together. There's one other principle that was discussed here, which is the law or the principle of displacement. And what I look at is you had this alcohol that was taking a place in your life and you thought, you know what, I need to get rid of it. Well, that left an open spot and you displaced any negative stuff that could have put put in there with something that was positive, which happened to be running at the time, and I'm sure other things as well. The law of displacement is real. We don't necessarily are able to remove things from our life without it being taken by something else, and so it's important to be conscious, and that's the third point that I wanted to bring out, is the actual consciousness. These things of who I wanna be will never become automatic. They are something that I have to be yeah. conscious about every single day. Jamie, yeah. any takeaways from you? Yeah, for me, it was the only, removing the word only and, and recognizing that all of us, anytime we're doing something, are going to start with those small days. And so, <laughs> and then I just want to b- just bring out real quick, Luke, I appreciate, we only know you because you posted on on LinkedIn and then you've gone on to do some other things. You, you had mentioned you have an Instagram account and different things. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm, I'm a very, I, I'm a very private person. So, so to be, you know, talking to you today, I'm definitely pushing myself. And, and, uh, after, after making that LinkedIn post, I knew that there was more that I wanted to share just based on the, the, the feedback I was getting. So I, I've been pushing myself. So right after first week of January, I created a, an Instagram account where I'm posting on the regular kind of sharing my story. Um, a, a little bit in more detail, different aspects, some tricks that I have, and I've kind of uh, put it together with some of my running. Um, okay. You know, so if there's any, yeah, if there's any listeners that you know want to hear more uh, about my story or you know questions or they want to get in touch, you know, you can uh, see my Instagram account, Marathon Number Two Sobriety. So Marathon Two Sobriety, and uh, and I'm, again, I'm, the whole purpose of, of that account is I know that by me sharing and helping others, it, it's going to, it, it has already helped me. And as we, we spoke about, right, it, it, this is a journey. I'm not out of the woods. Uh, so something that I'm going to continue choosing, you know, every single day. So I, uh, I very much appreciate, you know, uh, Jeff and Jamie, you know, speaking with you um, and, and your support. I, I really do feel that you're not just asking me questions, uh, um, you know, to, to create a show, I really do feel that you know you're you're cheering me on. I, I feel that from the both of you, and I really do appreciate that, and it feels really good. So, so thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Well, for all our le- for all our listeners out there, this has been uh, Luke Zarado, and he is absolutely phenomenal. Do follow him on his Instagram account, Marathon to Sobriety. We'll put that link in the notes below. We just want to say to everyone out there, you know, as you start your streaks, whatever it may be, from something 
as as significant and as life-changing as sobriety to other things that are life-changing, remember that you can do it and the consecutive consistency is the key to continue to move forward to who you want to be. Well, as always, if you want to ask questions of Jamie or I, please do so. Uh, reach out to, to me at Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y at streakingmastery.com or Jamie at J-A-M-I at streakingmastery.com. You also can uh, download the app, the Streaking app, S-T-R-E-A-K-I-N-G app, and follow either one of us and our streaks. Uh, You can see their progress, and we would love to add you to our community. So please uh, download the app and follow us today. Well, until we talk again, everyone, we certainly have enjoyed having you here, Luke. And Jamie, as always, I love chatting with you. Until we talk again. 